fact about Bron. She's a very graceful lady. <laughs> Recently at Adelaide Comedy Festival, she was rushing to see a mate's show and got a free beer. It's a perk, a perk of the job. When you're a celebrity, people see you and they say, hey, have a free beer. <laughs> mm. So, of course, she grabbed it, skippity-doo, walks down the, the, the hallway feeling pretty good about being such a celebrity that she got free beers and whoopsie-doo, she fell down on the ground. <laughs> Everything's so bad when you're a celebrity and then plonk. <laughs> The beer crashed down into a beautiful volcano, spattering down her entire face and entire hair until she was drenched with sweaty coopers. <laughs> and around her, people said, are you OK? As she lay on the ground weeping softly. She went into the show, which was running late, because the sound engineer felt so sorry for her that he went to get another beer. He did. It was mortifying. And, and it I, was in the Daily Mail, which it was not crazy. It was not, I would be surprised. I'm a pretty big deal these days. No, but I was, I was just mortifying because everyone... <laughs> Everyone had uh, either heard it or seen it. So if you hadn't heard this huge thump, you watched a grown woman oh. fall to the ground and try so desperately to save the free beer because oh, I really no. wanted it. It was all through my hair and I just washed it. And, and I was just it. lying in the audience sucking on your hair. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this will be fine. I've drunk worse things. Also, how funny is it that you know that you've made it? In Australia, if you're in the Daily Mail, if you get yeah, packed by the Daily Mail. Exactly. That is, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here level good. Yeah, I'm a celebrity, can I have a beer? So that is your goals. Don't fall down, drink your own hair and get into the Daily Mail. <laughs> We've all got our journeys. Welcome to Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in mongrels and get ready for Good Sheilers. Mate! Hello, mate. Hello. You're Hello. midway through Miffy, so tired. Midway? Are you absolutely smashed off your tits? I, I have done four shows. I've been at the Melbourne International Film Festival every night. <laughs> Film. Very engaged. You're very involved. <laughs> very informed. Uh, uh, Melbourne International <laughs> Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. I have done four of the 22 shows. Oh, my God, that is so many. Many. Yeah, and you're rising like Jesus. You're doing one on this weekend, right? Yeah, what do you mean? We're doing one? Claire, I'm doing them every night except Mondays. I'm not into films. <laughs> Claire, I'm doing one every single night except Mondays oh. until I perish. Oh, my God. That is a lot of shows. It's many. But and it's, I asked you, yeah. apart from a lot of cocaine, how mm. do you keep the energy to get up there every night? I've seen a couple of shows. I went to see Claire Hooper, which was gorgeous, and Sam Campbell, which was so funny, and I saw your show, which was Lovely and hilarious and vulnerable intended. It was just so good. You actually had some feelings on the stage. No, I didn't. There. You did. You hundred dollars. No, I did. I saw them. I wasn't. <laughs> but how do you how do you keep that energy up without just yeah? How do you do it? 
How do I do it, Claire? People ask me that every day. Uh, no, I just, uh, well, the shows have varied so much and it's funny because my sound lady for the, my room, she is very green to the industry and she had not seen that much comedy before and so she was really amazed. Was, she was speaking to me last night. She was like, I can't believe how much the show depends on the audience having mm. a good energy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because my first night I fumbled around. You were there. I fumbled around. I mixed with the or messed around with the order and I had uh, four people in the audience who um, I had been warned about. Um, my you friends. Can't- yeah, they said she's. My friend said some people are coming, and then it's a Claire, 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 and Claire. <laughs> Why do you take up four seats? Uh, but she, yeah. So there was, she said they're coming. They really love comedy. They're really nice, but they don't laugh. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I just hopefully they'll be in a room, part of the room that I won't take any note of. Uh, but um, they sat really like they were very visible to me on stage. Aww. And after like they're so nice. After what one of the people sent me a text and said, "Hey, um, Bron, I got your number. Uh, I loved your show." And I was like, "That is really." That is news to me <laughs> and that is news to your face that did not smile once throughout the show. And so that kind of threw me a bit, I think, uh, and you brought along uh, one of our friends My who dear, she she doesn't realise what her face does um, but it doesn't it doesn't uh, smile. And so I... Um, <laughs> And so I, I, I just, I had one part of the room which was so Aww. lovely, and the other part of the room which were well-meaning but had had forgotten that I could see them oh, as well. No, and it was fine. In the end of that show, I was like, that was not. I did not have a, a great time, but I got through it, and it was fine. Whatever. The next night, Claire. So Friday night, so the good. The night that I didn't. The come. one that you were banned from. <laughs> it was so good. Like everyone who was in there, I know that like uh, Sal and Alex who listened to Good Sheilas, they were there. They um, had. They, I think they turned up a bit late, which was rude. Um, so I know. I'm surprised people. I continued. <laughs> uh, but they, it was just like one of those nights where everyone was invested. Like everyone was Aww. like, yes, we're here for a good time. It's going to be great. And it was really, really fun. I was like, I remember fin- walking out of the room that night going, I think that's probably going to be the best show I will ever do in my Aww, whole life. That's so nice. No, no, and you went there. And I then, um, well, that's mm, why. coincidence. <laughs> um, and then uh, the next night, it was lovely. They're all really nice. Uh, it was nice, pretty low energy, but it was fine and I had a good time. And then last night I just decided, I was like, okay, I don't, whatever the audience is, because I can't control mm. the audience. Like, there's only so much I can do, you know, I can make them laugh or whatever, but if they've come in with an attitude that they're like tired or maybe they mm. they don't smile or whatever, then it, then it can it. throw me you a bit. You can't control the wind, you can't control the weather, you can't control the My faces of the crowd. I can try. Can and try. so last night I had a really good time. Last night was so good. I had, I reckon the a- average age of my audience last night was 65. Oh, sick. And that was even taking into consideration there was an t- actual real-life teenager in the room. Whoa. So there were some real old ducks in there and I loved them and they were Aww. involved and it was nice. And do you know what I liked about that is that it made me swear less, which is good because I don't love swearing in comedy, I mm. decided. I think I do it because it's fine. I don't like to wear sex in comedy and I don't like... This personally, no, I don't care what anyone else does. I don't like talking about sex in comedy and I don't like um, swearing too much in mm. comedy. And I think it's my... It's a waste sh- of fucking time. Well, yeah, <laughs> physically and <laughs> verbally, both of those things. 
Uh, but I, I just, I think when I said them, uh, this show's actually letting me know that these, like I'm much, much more comfortable with what I'm doing. Because mm. my last show was just like a collection of things that made the audience laugh. And I did like have a good time, but I mean, I talked about sex and I swore heaps in that one. Mm. Not a lot about sex, but a bit. Yuck. And this show I don't, exactly. Thank you. Exactly <laughs> what my brain does. I'm, and so I don't, I don't think I talk about sex at all in this one, do you don't, I? You don't. Which is great. It's great. And it makes sense. It's really on brand. As a conservative Christian woman, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you God. so much. And that, yeah, so that if you also like not talking about sex, um, you could you could do a show too. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it. Oh, I do find it a little bit. I, I maybe I am a little bit of a prude when it comes to kind of those conversations in a public space. I just find it really intimate, and I, I you know. I find really? It, really, it makes it really uncomfortable when people, right. comedians talk about sex. I just, I'm like, oh, I feel yeah. really, I don't want you to, and I don't, I feel like I don't want to. I just make funny jokes about other things. Yeah, it's a bit of a trope as well. I feel it's like a lazy trope for women in comedy. I feel like mm. they feel like they have to make jokes about it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that. I think that. Um, they do it because I think there was a probably a wave of women doing it because they were like, this is what people do not expect mm. me to do. Like I'm not, I'm going to stand up here, I'm going to say really full on things. Like it's kind of like when um, like super pretty beautiful comedians get up on, on stage and talk about really ugly things and, mm. and they're like, I'm just doing this because I'm crazy. Like you didn't expect me yeah. to say this. And so women, women talk like about sex so viscerally. It's, it's like when I take off my jacket and you're like, you didn't expect that I was a duck. <laughs> oh Quack. I can't believe you have a job. So surprising to everybody involved. <laughs> Especially your employer. Exactly. I didn't employ that. Quack. Seven ducks in a suitcase. <laughs> oh my god. She doesn't have a law degree. She's ducks. <laughs> She's a collection of ducks. <laughs> Do we have to pay all of their super? <laughs> so the seven of them so I get my quackulator. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Okay, thanks for tuning thanks in. For We've covered cheers. a lot. Yeah. Um, so now the things were actually talking. You didn't actually answer my question. What was it? How do you get it? Like how do you, oh, how yeah. do, you do it? How do you yeah. be energized? Yeah, great. Uh, it's just you have to kind of. Personally, I eat bits of bread people throw <laughs> into the river. <laughs> really keeps me going, those cars. <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode in the world. <laughs> Except it's not because we're in a studio. We're we pay a, for pay per hour. hour. Yes, yes, we do, and it takes us ages. Those to... fees. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, such no. a good time. Having a good time. Uh, yeah, and we always late because we. You always set it up. I don't know how to set it up, and then you're just fumbling over there like an it's elephant really, with a keyboard. It's really confusing. <laughs> There's so many buttons. If I press this, what does it do? <laughs> nope, not that one. <laughs> I refuse to help as well. I can't. I'm the talent, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do I get the energy? I think you just have to pretend. Uh, um, you have to. You do it as well at work. You go to work and you're tired, and then as if you're going to be like, I can't help you. No. <laughs> I'm a duck. Oh my! I can't help you. you. Can't help you. I'm an aquatic animal. Oh my gosh! You are not going to listen to a single word I was saying because you're the whole time. You're like, what's another duck part? That is 
exactly what I've been doing my brain. Thank you so much for knowing me. Okay, I'll duck onto the jobs. Yeah, of course. But isn't it amazing that you draw on it? One thing I real I realized though, particularly post pandemic, that I have like buckets of kind of social energy to use. Where do you keep them? In my duck bed. <laughs> <laughs> your duck. Just under your bed. There's yeah, just heaps of buckets yeah, of sloth ducks. <laughs> All right, guys, it's your turn to come out today. I'm going to call on my ducks now. <laughs> but, God. but they just, they, 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 you know, they run out and then I'll need to, like, recharge my, you know, and, and oh, the, I'm sorry. my ducks and just plug them into the wall. I was just no. listening to, like, imagining all these ducks are running out. Like, where are they running to? <laughs> yeah, okay, good. And, um, yeah, so I... So if I have like a few, you know, work days and lots of socialising, I need to like refill my buckets. I just don't have anything How left. How do you do that? I don't have time to do that. <gasps> um, it's just like a quiet day at home, like with yeah. the girls, just hanging out, being gentle, mm. like having naps. Like I just need it or else I can't have nothing to give. So... This actually raises a very interesting point. Um, I don't have, Lucas was saying the other day, Bron, you don't actually have any days off. Mm. Or like, and it, during this month it's only one night a week off and then every day I'm either tutoring or I've got, mm. the, like I'm working at the project at the moment so there's, a couple, like, there's always something happening in the day at something to do with whatever. And on Saturday I had, Sunday I worked at the project, but on Saturday day I just cleaned the whole house, yeah. cleaned the entire Well, I mean that's house. my, that's, that, that is kind of, oh, it sounds that's terrible. That's your day. But it's, rest, the, it's restful as well. Well, it's like, you know, the girls are pottering around and we go for a walk down the creek and we clean and. The, you some, clean the creek. I clean the whole thing. You are really leaning Someone into this duck analogy, aren't you? do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, we're all just waddling <laughs> through life. No, well, but that that feels restful because life otherwise is really busy, and you know that like there's something I don't know, just calm and predictable. I read this lovely essay recently, which talked about how to find joy in the mundane, and they said to you know like it's 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 not kind of pretending that cleaning is fun, or you know that it's something that you should extract joy out of as a as a thing. Like it's just an administrative like, task, like Mary Poppins. Exactly, that's me. And then, um, but it said you can do you can introduce things into it if you have to do it to make it a little bit more joyful, like dancing. <laughs> No, it's like dancing. Like just like there's like everything's an art form. Like you know, find the art in it. Like and find the wonder in it. Can you give me an example? Oh, you're gonna make so much fun. I am. I cannot wait. This is the reason I got up this morning. So (laughs) I was washing up, and I was like, "How do I engage my sense of wonder here and awe? Because wonder and awe are really important for mental health. Like if you can introduce it to no, you're just laughing. I wish I had a. I'm not. I'm focused. I'm thinking about the wonder and awe, and you're washing up. Up. But like, and all. You know, so like I was thinking about like why do bubbles have those rainbow iridescent bits on them mm. and like how does some chemicals in water create bubbles and like who invented the like the, the scourer? They were really interesting questions I was pondering as I washed up and then I was introducing the idea of an art form so I'm like what is the most kind of what was it sounds so silly but it was no, actually it's lovely. really lovely. <laughs> Not, I would not think this is silly. I would never accuse you of being silly. So just like that, like there is kind of there are elements in everything where it can be really restful and meditative and slow. You were going to wait. You've skipped a bit. Uh, you were going to say you were doing something with the bubbles, weren't you? 
I was looking at them. No, but you said you said you used your hands for a bit. No one can see, but you're using your hands as if you were creating. Were you creating something with the bubbles, Claire? And you're washing up. Joy. <laughs> Joy. Oh, what are you doing? Because you said you had to do an art form. What was no, the art form? No, I was just form? thinking like the art of like washing a cup. Oh like, wow! You know, like the. That is incredible. It's about finding wonder when you've got depression, Ron. <laughs> it's just about trying not to be depressed. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's just a, the one woman show. Girls sit around. I'm performing again for twelve hours. Mummy's sad. Look up who invented the scourer. <laughs> You're right. You found joy. You've it's solved fun. it. I'm really joyful. Joyful mum. Oh um, when we were in holidays in Vanuatu, I had a, a bit of a. We had a lovely family holiday over summer. And I had a bit of a conflict with Stevie over something. Um, Stevie, who she is, is your eight-year-old my oldest eight-year-old daughter. The oldest of <laughs> the eight. The oldest of the one eight-year-old. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, Mum, all, all, all children want is a kind and joyful parent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where did she so, read that? I don't know. God, she's a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so rude. Get out. So rude. Go home. I am joyful. <laughs> <laughs> I wash up daily. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto this. Let's go back to the, the main oh, event. So you're where do you get where, of ducks? When you get um where do you get your joy? So I'm like, I'm not so I don't have any days off per se. Well, lots of people don't, but I don't. Uh, but I don't feel anywhere near as tired mm. or as like fed up. Because you're doing as, something that you just you found your thing, right? You yeah. found your thing, you found your purpose, and so that's energizing. It's inherently energizing. And as when I was a teacher, a high school teacher for, I don't know, eight or nine years, I can't even remember, I did, I could not wait for the school holidays and every day felt like the last five kilometres of a marathon. I imagine Aww. I've never run one. As in, <laughs> I think. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I've looked it up. It's called Art, Claire. And then um, it's, and, and so I, I every, every day feels like you're just holding on so tight for like some kind of break and then the school holidays happen and you go oh great and then you just so excited that this is the breaks there that you go okay well I have time to finally watch telly mm. in bed and then you get in bed and then you just feel dreadful because oh. you're like this doesn't feel good and I hate this show and I'm watching I'm looking at my iPhone I'm watching I'm watching a laptop that I watch, you know, something crap. Like, I mean, I'm not you, but if I were you, like Gilmore Girls, and then like, um, <laughs> and just like scrolling through social media mm. and just being like, neither of these things are bringing me any joy, but I'm not at school. So, surely this is what joy yeah. feels like. And that is terrifying. I remember a teacher being a teacher all that time, just being like, is this what I've been waiting, counting down the weeks for? Oh. Is this it? Feel sad looking at lots of different screens Screens and going. This is like you know because like it's that yeah. So now I don't have any like I don't I don't don't have any breaks to look forward to. But I don't. But that's fine. But you're doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. So do you feel like that? Um. Look, I find my work deeply enriching and satisfying. It's very tiring. Um, but it, and there are elements of it that are energizing, but it's far more kind of stressful than it is energizing. And I do, I, you know, I'm very committed to it and passionate about it, but it's, it definitely takes more than it gives. Yeah. So what I draw 
what I draw rest and energy from are very kind of separate. Like I love like I have a board games club with a bunch of people. We went and did it last yesterday and we just get together and we play board games and we're just so silly. Everyone's so silly. We laugh and laugh and play board games for a few hours. Like I find that really energising and really like everyone's just having a lovely time. No one talks about anything serious. It's just great and we play Mm. different board games and it's fun like that's the kind of thing I really really enjoy to do and that fills me up yeah the other thing that I find really energizing is after dinner every day no matter what the weather the girls and I go for a walk down the creek down Mary Mm. Creek and it's, it's screen free time we just kind of twaddle along and look at look at nature and find things in the grass and meet people's dogs and that little block of time is incredibly energizing and rewarding so you and your girls twaddling along twaddling along twaddling touching people's dogs <laughs> no matter the weather yeah it's that does i think i think what i what i found or what i thought would have been energizing like five years ago in terms of like i really wanted to be more out there and we were talking about this on the way down to the podcast like talking about how i used to post heaps of personal stuff on good Sheila's online like all the time and we'll talk about this in more detail in a later episode but I used to be really, really open and really, really um, reflective um, and now I actually find that kind of, I don't find it energising anymore to connect on social media. I actually find it quite anxiety-inducing and I find it is a bit, I don't know, it's not not to say that everybody who posts on social media, like this is only my reflection of my own experience, I almost find like it a bit self-indulgent of me to do it I'm like oh well why am I taking up space there are so many other people that could whereas five years ago I would have found that kind of online conversation and getting that engagement and likes really really energizing and now Mm. what kind of fulfills me is much much smaller and much more intimate and yeah it's it's a real shift which I'm really grateful for like because because I can access those things readily every day and I don't need much to get there. So I'm, I'm grateful for that shift. That is called growth, Claire. It's and called it, growth. Yeah. And it is interesting. Like I don't tend to post too many personal things online. Like, I'll put, like I have to have an online presence. Yeah, it's your job. Name. It's, it's your job. job. And, to, you know, to get people to buy tickets or to get people to think that I'm worth spending their time on and all of this stuff. And it's some. And I don't do it if, I, if, if I'm like this is killing me. Mm. Like there's bits of this. I have to do heaps of promo for my show at the moment because – I'm out every night. I may as well do it to a room of people rather yeah, than four definitely. people. Definitely, and know? it's your art form. I mean, of course. Yeah. So it's and so I do have to do a lot of like soulless promo at the moment, and but most of it I'm like really happy to do. But then it, the times where I have like you know tinges of doubt, or mm. it's when I think of I have like I picture people going. Oh my God, will she shut up about her show? Oh, I you don't know? think so. I think but anyone I, who like who who like subscribes to you on Instagram or whatever knows that you're a professional comedian and knows that that is your job. You're doing mm. your job in the same way like other jobs have administration tasks and you've got to, you've got to apply for grants and funding. That is exactly what you're doing. It just looks a bit different. You're just working. Yeah, it's just, it's just it feels like it's just not really my brand to be like, mm. hey, guys, do you like me? <laughs> what about now? But you have to. I have to. You have to. And it's annoying. But it's sincere. I mean, it's, it's it's sincere because it's it's you you have you, you've made a show and you're doing it because you love it, but you're also doing it to make an income. So it's not like you're kind of doing anything that's 
untoward or inappropriate or annoying. You just what about my nudes? (laughs) What about them, Claire? (laughs) 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 So you did you did used to post a lot of stuff. So an example that we have, and I know you want to talk about this not on this episode because on the way here you said you weren't ready. But if I can be so bold as to say, (laughs) give an example of this, I can be so bold to ignore you. Yes, and I will talk about it. No, when we, it's fine. So one of your one of your moments where you included. Uh, I guess our listeners into your life mm. is when you were in the midst of your separation oh, with your yeah. ex. And I feel that was three years ago now and I thought about that recently and I felt really bad. Really? Yeah. But you got permission. Well, I got was permission. Like, That's yeah, fine. He was fine with it. He was fine with it and he's, you know, he's a lovely man. Bless him. But, like, I still feel like. That was something that I shouldn't have done. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were much smaller then. We didn't have. Very short. We were tiny little women. (laughs) Duck size, if I may. No, we were, it was, it was at that point, I think we only had a few hundred followers, like, and most of them were our friends. So it felt Mm. like we were just posting shit for our friends at the beginning of the pandemic, right? It was like, it felt, it felt like I was just being a dickhead on a WhatsApp group, but now I look back and I feel like I monetized something really intimate, and I. But we did. You got that. no money out of it, Claire. There is. Do you want me to list all the money we've made from this podcast? <laughs> Shall I begin at the start? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. And then we have progressed to minus money. <laughs> Actually, now we just lose money. It's yeah, great. We do. We, we just do. pay we for just, the studio. We just pay for the studio. We pay for the podcasting platform. Yeah, and that's fine this because we're love. rich. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> so it, when you say you're monetizing, I don't think, like, what do you mean, like, oh, in a different, I mean, is that? Like, like oh, I guess monetizing is the wrong language, you know, like I. Speak I, English, like, Claire. That's the a... right language today <laughs> for here. I try. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel like I. Uh, profited is also the wrong word, but it's like, you know, the okay. so, social profit, right? Yeah, I get what you like, mean. Like, and that I almost gamified, I don't know, I gamified it. I can't really find the right language because I haven't really, because it's still a shame that I'm processing really, but I feel like I did the wrong thing. Wow. Well, I don't think you did. Oh, thank you. Oh, you didn't. I'm I don't absolved. think you did. You fixed it. I, my mom, I'm fixing everything today. It's great. Yeah, it's doing so good. But it was what you, it, it's what helped you in that time. And you had a lot of people reach out to you and say thank you because I was, yeah. they were going through similar things. And I I think that's part of your makeup is that you're always trying to help people. Mm, And I think that if you look at it through that lens is you did exactly what was in your character. That is a much nicer way to look at it. I don't think and I don't ever want you to think that we made any money (laughs) from that. Setting the record absolutely straight. (laughs) This has put us in the red and we are not okay. And if you're making money from this, I would like to know. (laughs) My God, imagine if someone else is making money from Good Shields. It would be so annoying. Also, how? (laughs) The genius. I know, so smart. So this loops us beautifully. Beautifully. Beautifully into our conversation about Mm. influencers. So so I guess we were never influencers, nor did we try or endeavour to be, but there is always an element of that in any kind of social media platform. So... An influencer is basically somebody who takes an element of the way they live, whether it's, you know, how they exercise or how they invest in well-being or what they buy for clothes, whatever, 
puts it on, you know, a platform and tries to sell it in some way to somebody else. And we are living in the age of influencers. There's an influencer everywhere you look. Right mm. now, Bron is influencing me. By asking you to turn your microphone off. Exactly. Please. Exactly. To $5. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. It's, um, so we've got lots of mummy influencers. So, so probably mm. let's talk about the ones that kind of heaps of fitness influencers. Yes, yeah, so heaps. many things. Wellness. Like well, oh, wellness yeah. is whole different. I, mummy I recently ones. really bought into them as a green powder did? that does like it's like it will no. give you every single, every single nutritional thing you, bought you it. need yeah because sometimes Claire. i'm so busy i'm like i look back at what i've eaten in the day and i'm like fuck have i eaten a single I nutritious thing i want to know is there a fad you haven't fallen for no. that's what i want to no, know no 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 there are no, so many no, there's nothing let's no. try and go through them okay we've got ballet <laughs> we've got f45 we have got cross going under we've gone we've got <laughs> you've got weights training you did is it gymnastics i still do weight training great that's fine it's yep uh gymnastics and you had all of the bouldering, the bouldering. pottery, oh, I love that pottery. oh um, yeah. variety of different paints. Oh yes, lots you did of do different lots of paints. paints. Variety collage was a recent one. Um, um, so many. The oh the but actually I must say your collage was very good. Thank you. Well, have you given it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. I just get it. It's like this. It's funny. It's this insane rush at the beginning. I'm like, I found my thing. You always And then do. I like go and buy like water shoes or like four kilos yes. of earthenware clay or like bouldering equipment. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no, I don't like it anymore. So much. <laughs> Your shed is just full of empty it promises. It is so bad. A weaving. Made. I bought a loom. <laughs> I don't know what anything that you're a, saying is. It's a thing to weave fun. Oh, yeah. yes, I've seen that next to your couch, just yeah. shelved next to your couch. It was yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. But I, I, um, that's what your skin looks amazing at the moment. Oh, thank and you. you went through your skin routine with me the other day, and I have not purchased a single thing because I reckon in the 55 years I've known you, you have gone through waves of skincare when every single time you say, this is the best yep. skincare. And every I've single ever time used. it is. And then you somehow change to a completely different one. And then you say, This is the best. And I've like I have purchased things that you have recommended and that's done nothing for me. And then by the time I like go to talk to you about it, you're on a completely different it's one. And you're saying and wonder, Bron. This Look it is up. The best skincare <laughs> I've ever used. You're very easily I'm very swayed. easily influenced. You I are. am I am the premium target market influencers out there. But on the weekend, they were in the news. Why, Bron? What's the new new influencer? New influencer is a teacher influencer. So weird. Yeah, so weird. Obviously, uh, not everyone's going to be following these no, people. Not but me. I don't even follow my kids' education. <laughs> yeah, I can say no, no Instagram. Most <laughs> free to go on Instagram. It's um, it was uh, so there's a bunch of teachers who have decided to monetize. Well done, thank you for yes. using that word. I'm going to use it myself. Um, monetize their their skills and like their knowledge by um, making Instagram pages about their teaching and giving tips and they've found a way to make money from it because they can sell worksheets or units of work for whatever money they decide and they can um, and also like 
I guess, teaching resources places send them things to flog. They're like, look at this fancy new tiny whiteboard. It's the best tiny whiteboard I've ever used. <laughs> That's how they talk. It's so weird. No, they don't. They, I don't know. I'm not Do actually. Do they have the subscription? Only fans. For whiteboards? Oh, my God. That is damn fun. I thought you said whiteborns. I was like, <laughs> oh, what? my what God. This We're is finally... not good. Oh, no. This has gone bad. Probably could have left it. But I didn't. Anyway, so, um, and so this is where it becomes murky is because these are people who, are, who, who do have an enormous amount of knowledge yeah. and they are genuinely helping some, probably not all of them, but helping other people. Because when you cut, before you go into a classroom, you're like, what am I going to do? This is what I did. What am I going to do? And then I would make it up. As I was talking, I was a dreadful teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no one hire me back. I was, um, uh, yeah, I would just make it up all the time. But then there's other people who plan the entire week. Some people plan their entire term, like lesson by lesson. That they are incredible. so different and organised. And so I, um, so they would obviously be running out of ideas and be like, mm. oh, for this class I want to do this but I can't figure out a new way to do it. Or I've got these kids and they're really different to what I'm used to and so... So this is so all of these. There's a bunch of teachers who have come together. But they're called teach influencers, and they share their skills and their resources. And they're making money from it. The department. So this is mostly happening in New South Wales. New South Wales Department of Education have said we are unsure about this because teachers are filming themselves in the classroom. Yeah. Not with the kids. Like that would be like every teacher That'd knows you can't really, do really that. Bad. This is Katie. She's shit. <laughs> She's not very bright. <laughs> if you don't have a nice child like Katie, um, yep, you've really got a bad time in the classroom. That's Katie, right. what do you reckon? Yeah, Katie, you can't read, can you? No, but she's nice. So, yeah. so there's um yeah, so they're just filming themselves, and then it kind of opens up this this you know can of worms, or it was like, but if this teacher, because no one like the te- principal isn't you know filtering what they're no. posting, so the principal's like, oh, this could make us look like Pretty not bad. a very good school if it's a shit teacher deciding that they're because yeah. te- no teacher actually thinks they're shit. I've worked with many shit teachers and not one of them said, ah. I'm shit. They all think they're good at that, at their mm. job. Heaps of them aren't. Write that down. I, I won't. Because you can't <laughs> and that's because you had heaps of shit teachers, Claire. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so there's, so uh, this uh, that's the uh, another awkward thing about it. It's a, it's just all of these teachers going, yeah, I reckon I'd look great on, in, on social media. I use it all the time. I may as well make money from it. Mm. And then posting their ideas about their... T- Maybe their I'll club. be on The Bachelor. Exactly. <laughs> One or the other. I'm just, just fine. I'm, I'm, I'm Maddie. I'm, I'm 28 and I'm a teacher influencer. Yes. And then the music plays and... The bachelor's like, hi, Maddie, how are you? And she's like, I'm great. It's so nice to meet you. Is that how it goes? Yeah, and then they kiss. Instantly. No. Oh, don't act like it's a surprise. It's <laughs> the worst show in the world. I don't watch it anymore, I don't know. But I, I reckon there'll be a teacher influencer on the yeah. next season. Mark my words. Yeah. So it's like super beautiful teachers just yeah. just with all of these very colourful things. So there's two reasons why I would bring this up. One is a, any like what can what is there anything that you doesn't have influence yeah. on the on like and why, the ready for why culturally do we need influences? So, so just a bit of a history lesson. I'm going to go back to BCE, which stands for before chickens even I before chickens even had this. jobs. No BCE doesn't. I don't know what it stands for. Oh my god. <laughs> I just don't. Before Christ, Stephen. What does 
stand for? I know B- BC is before Christ, but I don't know what's the E. Oh, what's yeah, what's the e? it exactly? Is it era? Let's make it an art Who form. Who gave us the podcast? But AD a- is Addo Domini. What are you doing? <laughs> question what is going on no the reason i'm talking about this is influencers are not a new thing they did not got internet created they didn't (laughs) i sound like freedom my four-year-old the other day she goes she goes mum what are i'm (laughs) what a duck (laughs) what are i'm (laughs) Again, teachers matter. Um, (laughs) So back in 105 BCE, we saw the advent of the first influencers. They were gladiators, bro. Gladiators. gladiators. They were gladiators. (laughs) So gladiator bouts were the heights of Roman um, kind of fun and they all go together and watch these gladiator fights. And so gladiators had um, promotions, ads. So there's beautifully tiled mosaics, so they'd be, they'd be spruiking oil and wine and things like that all around the ancient city. So this is a, a thing kind of embedded in human being. Back in 1760, we had um, Queen Charlotte invent the well-known influencer of Josiah Wedgwood. <laughs> <laughs> he was a potter. You'd know him from his pots, Wedgwood pots, very famous, very famous modern Creation. So she was one of the Queen's favourite craftsmen and very innovative, so says a website. And so he was the potter to Her Majesty. So the Queen's like, hey, oh, these are sick cups. <laughs> and everyone bought them. They're like, Wedgwood, he's the man. Great. Influencer. Influencer right. of the 18th century. So I guess. I could go on. I am aware. <laughs> I can sense it. I will. <laughs> no, I'm going to stop there. There's a lot of them. But influences are not new. We always gravitate toward them. But why, why, why do we love when people sell us not just things? It's not just like that is a sick hat, Marlboro man. I'm going to buy cigarettes. Yeah. It is more than that. We are now buying lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I follow a few, I followed a few people online that, and I had to unfollow them because um, they weren't bringing me any kind of positive positivity mm. anymore. So when I was doing cross when I was doing CrossFit, I followed a few not necessarily CrossFitters, they were just a few fitness people that I was like, oh, I wonder what. But their lifestyle was so different to mine mm. that of course they were of course they were able to do all of the things that they were doing to achieve the goals that they had. And there's no way my life could reflect that. And I was like, well, I. This is not good for me. It's not. And it's always like you're at the peak. Who's that guy from It's Always Sunny at Philadelphia? In Philadelphia, he got really, he got really big and then he got small again. He got really, really ripped. The Marlboro Man. Yes, exactly. He's Marlboro Man. He's Gladiator. He's a Gladiator. Modern Gladiator. So he went on, um, he, he was on um, GQ and he was talking about his fitness regime. Yeah. And because he looked like a Gladiator, he looked incredible. Are you trying to say Gladiator? You're trying to say shut the hell up. <laughs> Do you honestly think it's called Gladiator? 
Oh, isn't it what? The, my only frame of reference is that telly show from yeah, when we were kids. When we Challenge are ready. Yeah, we Gladiators call... ready. No, I'm saying gladiator. <laughs> it's gladiator. Oh, why? Uh, I think that's just because it's how it's spelled. Oh, Glade is the freshness spray. Exactly. Very mm, different to very the different. to the warriors. But so this this guy. Like, the no, there's a point. So this guy was, he was like, how did I get so buff? And he's like, it's easy. I just have a chef, a personal yeah, trainer great. who was the trainer from um, from um, that Gladiators. movie where Shannon Tatum took his clothes off. Magic um, Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah. I had, um, I had uh, round-the-clock support from the production company who paid me to get really, really buff. Yeah. Also, wife, children, fuck them. They don't matter anymore. I mm. work out twice a day. Weights in the morning, cardio in the afternoon. All I do is think about my fitness and eat like chicken breast and broccoli and pickled ginger. You know, made my my professional chef. I don't drink. I don't have fun. I don't have friends. This is all I yeah. did. And that's what the, that's what the thing about you know fitness influencers on Instagram. They're like, I made it into my day. Yeah, it's all they do. What do they say? Like hashtag no excuses. Oh, that's so like gross. beg your pardon. I have excuses. I have eight filler deficiency. That's my excuses. What are yours? Yeah, I had to work <laughs> yesterday by myself in the office, and Yuck. I found a <laughs> box of uh, Freddo frogs. Oh. I ate six. One after the miniature other. Miniature ones or large ones? No, no, most miniature. Miniature. By the end, I was like, you almost I felt gave sick. my respect there. I know, it wouldn't have been way cooler. So I should good. I they said were the that. large ones. Oh my God. So, yeah, I also much prefer caramello koalas. Really? Yeah. I don't like them. What? I like or them. Oh, you like caramel? I don't. You don't like caramel? It's not a thing. I We've got this far. We've got this far. Well, what do you have on your McFlurries? Don't, I don't like McFlurries. You don't like McFlurries? They don't That's mix how we spent year 12. Anymore. They don't. You know they that you put can it on mix. top, bro. You can mix it. I am. I've got a job. <laughs> Ducks can't mix. <laughs> mix it you? in myself. But if you had to, someone said, Claire, if you don't eat this this um, this McFlurry, you'll die. Mini M&M's. That is mental. That the only thing more mental than mini M and M's is the nerds one. They don't do that Yuck. anymore. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. But you do M and like there's so it makes the chocolate so hard and upsetting. You are upsetting. I am not upset. if you microwave it. <laughs> You're banned from McDonald's. If you ever, if I, I'm going to go to the local McDonald's. I was show a picture of <laughs> your face. This woman is seven ducks in an overcoat. Don't serve her. <laughs> she microwaves your delicious ice creams. It's disgusting. Wow. I just, I thought you just were the same as me and you would get um, no, Oreo no, ones, no. Oreo McFlurries. I remember in high school oh, we were put caramel sauce on. You taught me that. Did. did I? You taught me that. Fuck, I'm clever. You are, but you don't like caramel. Not anymore. It's too sweet. What? What? You yeah. only get caramel in BCE. <laughs> Which I found out. I looked it up. That's why you're talking what about something. Called? Some lady uh, <laughs> before the com- uh, the common or current era. Oh, before. Co- oh shit, that's so good. Yesterday. Nothing about Christ. <laughs> exactly. Yesterday, BCE. Yeah. So back to back, weaving our way back to influences. Oh great, yeah. I wonder why we are so preoccupied with lifestyle influences. Yeah. I get the products, right? We've always bought shit, but we're looking for people to tell us how to 
find joy and contentment and like because they're all about happiness right Mm. they're like you'll be hot and you'll have a great body and so you're going to be happy Mm. or you know you'll have these cool outfits and everyone will think you're cool so you're going to be happy i reckon it's two things i reckon uh depends on depending on the day you could look at these people who uh let's just focus on fitness influencers or wellness influencers people who've got these beautiful instagramable lives uh, you look at it either as a flick, like you know, a vision of hope for you. You're like, well, my life could look like that mm. if I really spent the time on doing it. Or it's this like act of self-flagellation mm. where you're like, see how shit my life is. Yeah. Look at hers. She's nailing it. Yeah, you feel shame. And you just go, and, and sometimes it does feel really good to just be like, to go through down that spiral of like, you know, <clears throat> see the how much. I, do, I very rarely will do the self-flagellation or the hopeful one actually. Mm. I've got no hope or flagellation. I've got no hope. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I think it's because I don't know. Yeah, I think it's partly because I don't, I think I'm really happy with where I am right now. Oh, that's so nice. Obviously not f- my fitness, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> no one's asking me fitness tips. <laughs> but I think... Uh, What's interesting, I think, is that previously it was kind of brands, you know, utilising the celebrity, like, you know, you get your pair of soap or, you know, your your cigarettes or whatever. Your pair of soap, such a recent, recent product. I'm talking about BCE, Bron. (laughs) Okay. Keep up. Okay, so sorry. (laughs) Or you get any of your skincare routines. Yes, I'm here. I'm with you. And, 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 and. Now, though, it's the people who are the product. They start as the product and they might create, they might monetize themselves. Hey, used it again. But they they are the product in and of themselves, yeah. which, is such a, which is such an interesting kind of modern day switch. Mm. I also think that people um, who follow people, they often, I reckon a large percentage of their followers follow them, like hate follow them. Yeah. So like, there's a Sophie Keisha. Oh, I wonder how many people hate follow good stealers. Oh. So we post something and they're like, oh, those bitches. Yeah, probably a few. <laughs> I don't probably. I'd have people who hate follow me. I'd have people who come to my show uh, to see if it's any good. Really? Oh, absolutely. In Canberra, when I did in Canberra, I'm sure there oh, would have been people so who mean. would have been like, no, because it was good. And they're paid. Who cares? Sucked I don't in. care. <laughs> I don't care why people are there. It doesn't matter to me. But it, there's Sophie Kasia. She's like she's an influencer. Oh, yeah. She was a mummy influencer. Hate her. Hate her. But she has got like two hundred or three hundred thousand. And she's got a mummy and podcast now. But they yep. actually had to lock down. I noticed this. They had to lock down the comments on all of her posts because they were had so many people, people would just be like, "What are you doing? She's mm. trash." Which is, you know, I I don't. I'm pretty neutral on her. I don't really have an opinion here or there. But I just also think it's a Quite a savvy woman who's managed she's to make money. Fine. Good for yeah. you, mate. Like, she's completely cares? inoffensive. Yeah, and so she's, inoffensive. Um, take, she's had to sacrifice a lot of her uh, her privacy and a lot of her kids' privacy in order well, she's done to get where she's. Yeah, she's chosen. To. But like, I guess she didn't want people to know when she's having a horrific breakdown yeah, or true. breakup, and um, you know, whatever. But I, I think that yeah, we, people. People have an enormous amount of followers who who follow them for the wrong reasons. So what do I mean? Who did we hold up in terms of kind of our 
our idols beforehand because I, I remember you know when we were growing up there was like Dolly and Girlfriend and you'd have like in, intimate profiles of people in the magazine but beyond that you didn't really know the day-to-day intimacies of people's lives and now it's so available to us they're like mm. this is how I get ready in the morning you know this yeah. is my before bedtime routine this is my workout this is what we ate for lunch it's so kind of regular and it's it's you live you live somebody else's life through watching them on the internet Mm. and you feel invested and they make money off of it but where did we kind of make this switch into the person as the product it's it's a it's a really fascinating and what does it do to us psychologically when we are living through people we've never met living these intimate relationships with people. There's a word for it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't Stalking. find it. Stalking. You actually had, um, you had. Um... <laughs> parasocial. We have parasocial relationships, which parasocial relationship is a online relationship with somebody you have never met, but you feel intimately connected to them and you feel like you, you're invested in their well-being, but in a way that's completely non-reciprocal because you're just one follower. Amidst yeah. hundreds of thousands. There would have to be a lot of people. Do- I had this experience. I never told you about this, Claire. It was recently um, and I don't, it, it's this, I was standing, at, I went to the park. I got home from Sydney and I I took the kids to the park and Lucas was, I was with Ari and Lucas was with the girls at a different part of the park and uh, I was standing at, uh, with Ari. He was kind of wobbling on something. It's kind of keeping him up because I'm such a good mum and this <laughs> woman uh, a little girl started crying and so Ari and I were looking at her and were saying, like, where's your mum, where's your mum? And then a lady came over um, and she was helping this little girl and um, uh, she said to me, I'm so sorry, I just need to say I love you. Oh. And I have no idea why she said that. I went, ah. Oh, Maybe she was like you. <laughs> the word of Jesus. Yeah, I don't know why. But I was like, is that because of Good Sheila's? Had oh, she seen some of my comedy? Yeah, that's really Is it because nice. of my outfit or is it because I helped her with her kid? Oh, but I was like, oh, A okay. real overreaction if it was because of your outfit. It was I a love you. pretty good outfit. No, I Because I it was ridiculous. It was one of my crazy Russian tra- matching tracksuits. I love those. And I, was, uh, I said, oh, Okay, and then I didn't know what to do because yeah, I didn't say I love you like, too. Because why? why would I say I love you? Yeah, I know. Why do you love me? Tell me why. why. List it. Yep. List the reasons. I'll take ten. So, but she also had a newborn, so I think she oh. might have. She could have just said the wrong thing. I she know, might have she just. Could've... She might have just been wanting to say like, "Thanks for helping my <laughs> She's daughter." So tired. I love you. Oh my god. But I was like, oh, and then I walked away, and I was like, it was didn't creep me out. I just it just threw me because literally no one said that to me in my life, not even a loved one. Not even a loved one. <laughs> <laughs> not even all those ducks. Not all the ducks. <laughs> There's quacking away. Okay. Oh, but the point, I guess we haven't really, where's our hot take? We the have literally take, never had have, a hot take. Oh, we should Why was, Okay. Okay. All right, we'll start now. Gladiators, are you the ready? Hot, the hot take is that something, okay, one of my, I think I've said this on the podcast before and I'm going to say it again. Is it a racial slur? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Fuck, Bron. I know. Oh. Um, so I think I said it last week. It's my favourite quote. I'm going to say it every episode. To be or listen. not to be. Exactly. B-C-E. Okay. Um, it is that we have um, uh, uh, prehistoric emotions 
we have medieval institutions and we have godlike technology. It is so like capture kind of insight into humanity in a handful of words. It is magnificent and it gives context to everything we do. And I think this is a the rise of the modern influencer is a glorious example of this, how complex our kind of our society is and how advanced our technology is and how we're just bumbling little cave people really when it comes to our emotional regulation and how we get highs and lows. And so the modern day influencer is like, we don't have kind of community that we grew up in anymore. We're all quite lonely and isolated, like compared to how we used to be. And so those bits of our brain that are like, I need connection, I need something to look up to, I need to know what my purpose is and what to be. And also in a community where we're really deprived of things like religion, I am agnostic, deeply wish I had something out there that I believed in. So you have the modern influencer who's always available, who's always wanting to connect with you, who rewards you through that connection. We get those little dopamine hits that we talked about before in the podcast when you engage with something online. And so they're like, let me fill that gap in your, you know, in your Neanderthal brain. Here is what you need, that connection. That is why influencers exist because everything else has outpaced us and outpaced our brains. Here is something relatable. It is a person, also a product, mm. and we can be like, hey, yeah, yeah you're my does, gladiator. Yeah, my gladiator. Oh, my God, I can't believe you've gone this far saying that. But, yeah, it does. Yeah, we do can trick our brains into thinking that it is human connection. Yeah, well, it feels like it, right? How is it different? It is a person they're interacting with you. It's very you know, it feels like it's just for you, even though it's for, you know, 500,000 people. And you're like, I want to, I want to feel like that. So I'll buy the thing because you make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And you were funny and you've shared your children's exactly. lives with me. And divorce. And your divorce. Oh God, so I'm Claire, sorry. what are you selling today? I'm selling um, your face, your face care. Skin care routine. I am selling enjoying the bubbles in the washing up basket for awe and wonder. Yeah. And when with the money, are you hoping to buy a dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. It's very, yeah, it's very hard. It is. Would be it's hard. really not that bad. It's fine. It's awe and wonder, and it's that awe is good. And wonder, and we've really bounced around the whole skadoodle. But if I can say anything in closing, it's go and buy tickets to Bronze Show. That is what we're spooking. No, it is. She just passed me fifty bucks on the table. Never... Oh, it's seventy now. <laughs> I $100. <laughs> um, no, it is. There's no money passing hands. Um, it is so good. It is funny and it is tender and it is it is lovely and it is just laugh a minute but also I took away a whole lot about kind of growing up and, you know, being different when you, when you were a kid and navigating that and avoidance and it was just so good. Go buy a ticket if you don't. You're a dumb idiot or a duck in a <laughs> Jump up. Oh my God. <laughs> well, okay. All right. We've been good, Sheila. Goodbye. <laughs>